One of the most powerful financial tools ever created is the Roth IRA. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Roth IRA and how you might be able to utilize it in your financial plan. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling Your Finances. Welcome once again to the very informational and entertaining at times podcast. Oh, all the time podcast. It's Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Cloudvestors, a fiduciary firm that is of the, um, I, I, I like, maybe it's a hybrid model because you're, you have blended the convenience and the ease of virtual planning, but with the human touch. I like right. it. And it's all about your financial life and all the stages of your financial life. Mo Param is here uh, with great financial information as always. And class, uh, comp, settle down, settle down, take your seats. We've got a, um, our teacher today is Mr. Moise Param, and he's going to be talking Roth IRA. Class, say hello to Mr. Param. Hello, 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 guys. Hello, How are you doing? Mr. Param. <laughs> <laughs> You're the teacher today. Uh, gonna... Where's my apple? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, Roth IRA. Everything yes. you could possibly want to know that we can get in this 30-minute podcast, Mo's going to cover it. Let's start out with what is a Roth IRA? Oh, God. Um, that's good. Good question. So uh, a Roth IRA, uh, it's a retirement account. It's a retirement plan that allows you to put after-tax money into into an account. And these dollars you invested, it grows tax-deferred, meaning you're not paying any taxes as it's uh, as it's growing. But then when you take these distributions out, and I, I would put an asterisk and just say, this is a retirement account. So I would primarily use this as a retirement account. So when you retire, you're able to pull and withdraw the entire account uh, tax-free. Mm -hmm. And so that is what a Roth IRA is. It's a way for you to build tax-free income for retirement. So, and, and, all right, well, let, let's, all right, let's, I'll keep everything in order here. I get ahead of myself sometimes. <laughs> so you, there, there, there's some caveats here as far as the growth portion, the earnings, it's a five-year wait on that first, right? Yes. Yeah, so the earnings, uh, you have to wait at least five years from the time you contributed to your Roth IRA. Um, after that, after the five, after the five years, you're able to take your earnings out without penalties and taxes. However, that is, you have to be 55 years, 59 and a half years old or older mm -hmm. to avoid the taxes, uh, penalties. And there's some, there's some, um, situations where you can take access, you can have access to it prior uh, to 50, being 59 and a half, but that's usually uh, for anyone who's doing like a first time home purchase or uh, if you're disabled, if you're under 59 and a half um, uh, for qualified education expenses. But for the most part, um, your contributions, you are, you have access to them without any taxes or penalties, but any of your, uh, any of your gains, any of your excess, um, you have, you should typically wait till 59 and a half or, or after. And you really, if I ask the question, why should you look at Roth now? You really don't need to be Nostradamus to, to be able to answer that. Uh, because um, if, if you're in, it's now or later on taxes. So this is a later on taxes to the benefit. And 
I, I don't know. I don't know how you could not think tax rates will, will go up eventually. So that's why you should look at it. Is that right? That's that's ultimately the, the reason why you want to look at, the, at a Roth IRA. Ultimately, it's, it's for the taxes, right? Yeah. Like you said, you're, you're not going to avoid taxes. You're not uh, we're not talking tax avoidance or want our clients to to have a tax avoidance plan. The question is, do you, when do you want to pay the taxes and can you play the tax game and in, in, in the sense of you paying the lowest tax rate? So historically, we're in a low tax environment right now. I mean, the high federal, highest federal tax rate uh, historically has been over 90 percent. Mm-hmm. Now, there weren't many people making enough income to qualify for that 90 percent ta- uh, federal tax rate, but it has existed. Um, even as high as seventy percent, right? So right now, historically, we're who are those few tax. people paying ninety some percent? <laughs> I mean, they had. I've heard this story uh, from several people that Ronald Reagan, when he was an actor, would only do like a couple of movies a year because because of the tax rates back then. This was the fifties; they were high the, during the Eisenhower administration too. That I don't know the actors. I've heard this though from several people that he stopped doing movies in a given year because anything else would have been just a wash because of the current, the tax rates. I don't, I haven't heard that about Ronald Reagan, but I, but it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me because I've heard that about a lot of entertainers back uh-huh. in those days on one of the reasons why, one of the reasons, right. That some of them went, went broke or didn't have much money is because they were just taxed at the wazoo. Yeah. Right, they were just really severely and heavily taxed. So, uh, let's see. What, what year were you born? Sixty-two. Nineteen sixty-two. We're gonna do this on the fly. Okay. So let's see. Nineteen sixty-two. This is this. This is. And don't quote me on that Reagan story because it's I've heard, I've only heard people <laughs> tell it. Can I, I quote you in the nineteen sixty-two. Oh, you can quote me on the sixty-two. That's that's for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy right, about go. it, but hey, I'm. All right, here we go. 1962. Okay. So if you were single and made $400,000, uh huh, you paid 91%. Wow, in 62? Even up to income then? over 400000 Man. Now, what does 400000 Now, I, that's not that much. Obviously, you got to, what does it equate to in today's dollar? Right. But still, though, uh, right. that's high. That's and high, another, and it started at twenty. So if you made if you made uh, zero, well, zero to three thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, right? Uh, you paid twenty percent. Okay. Started started at twenty. Started. Started at twenty. At twenty, and then if you look at the, the and this is just the federal, right? Uh, depending on what state you live in, state tax can be different. But it started at twenty. And then what you what you will see is that there were multiple multiple tax uh, tax brackets. So the next one was from four thousand basically to call it seven thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, twenty two percent. Then the next four thousand was twenty six percent. The next four thousand thirty percent. The next four thousand thirty four percent. So there were so many different tax brackets. Man. Uh, so all <laughs> we until you got up to four hundred thousand, where you're paying ninety one percent. And I I found that again I don't know how credible this is, but since I brought up that Ronald Reagan thing, <laughs> did Ronald uh, it said. To, to do what 
At his Hollywood height, actor Ronnie Reagan was making 400000 per picture. With a top federal tax rate over 90%, Reagan used to tell his White House chief of staff, Donald Reagan, that he always chose to loaf around rather than make more than two pictures a year. Why should I have done a third picture, even if it was gone with the wind, Reagan remembers. Uh, Reagan, uh, Reagan remembers Reagan asking, what good would it have done me? So that was, uh, you know... I, I, I mean, it's right in line, especially with what you said in 62 for 400,000. It was yeah. right at 90%. So I See, don't know. I was, I, was born, I was born in 81. So <clears throat> the top federal, the top bracket was uh, 70%. But for a single, that was lower to anything above 215,000. In 81, it was still up to 70% for top. And, and you just said it, the top now is 37%. But how, I know that, that these current tax rates sunset at the end of 2025, I believe. Right. 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 <clears throat> so um, so you, you put that into a pot and you see that historically we're in a low tax environment. Mm-hmm. Then you put into the spending as a government that has been done recently. I just don't know many people who think that tax rates are going down in the future. Right. So in one aspect, if I were to be able to pay the taxes at a rate that I know that I know of like right now, pay the taxes now, put uh, and invest in a vehicle that now I know that all the taxes that I've paid, I've paid up front with my contributions and whatever this account grows to, because we don't know what it's going to grow to, but whatever it grows to, everything in that account is now tax free versus putting it into like a 401k or an IRA where we're taking the tax deductions today. And you don't know and, what the rate will be when you take it out of that. And we don't know what it's going to be. You know, yeah. uh, some some say, well, you know, I'm retired, right? So I'll be, let's just call it 65 years old. Uh, I won't I'll, I won't have any earned income and I work if my spouse isn't working. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be in a lower tax environment. Well, who knows, right? Maybe you will. But what happens is you lose certain things, right? You lose uh, certain deductions, right? If you're 65 years old, most of our clients, our homes are paid for. So you lose that deduction. Um, you're, True. Uh, hopefully your kids are out of the house or they're <laughs> old enough, right? So you don't get, uh, you don't get the, you can't claim them. You can't, you can't claim your grandkids. Uh, if you had your own business, right? All those business expenses or, you know, uh, the cost of running and operating your business, yeah. well, that's gone because you sold your business. Mm-hmm. And then if you did, if you did a really good job saving, right? Well, you've saved a lot of money into these tax deferred vehicles, but all of the distribution is going to be taxable. So even if you don't have even if you don't have any earned income, right? You may just be distributing whether it's because you need it for income, or you'll be forced to with the RMDs um, to take distributions out. You might be in uh, a higher tax bracket without without having any earned income. Wow! Well, so here's you, a question mark on whether on yeah. what the, what the tax rates are going to be when you retire. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. But we do know what the tax rates are today. Which is a, a really good answer to the question of why should you look at Roth now? It's not saying do it; just give it a good look over. Right. I mean, it's something to consider, and it may be. Um, is it smart to do, let's say you're still working, and so is it smart to do like a 50-50 traditional 401k, Roth 401k blend? I know we're talking Roth IRA now. Right. But is it a smart uh, either way, the way you look at it, it's smart to do a blend, a little bit of traditional, a little bit of Roth? It, it could, that's a good way to, to hedge, right? That's a good way yeah. to hedge against taxes. So we have a lot of clients that 
um, if they have if they if they're lucky enough to have a Roth option in their four hundred one k's, for instance, then their their contributions are going into the Roth. And I'm not saying this is it. This isn't everybody's, but um, some of them are. They're putting their contributions into the Roth. Their their employer matches has to go pre tax, mm-hmm. so they're leveraging it. Um, by the company matches just going into pre-tax because it has to go pre-tax, but then their contributions is going into the Roth. We got a lot, uh, some more to cover with Roth and how you can use your Roth. And certainly, I think, as you said earlier, Mo, you should certainly look at it as a retirement uh, vehicle and tool. But there are some other things you can do with Roth, and we'll take a look at that. And I do want to, I don't, since I was reading straight from that website, l- let me just, better safe than sorry, it was from toomuchonline.org, I, from a quick Google search, the t- the article in, on that site was the tax that turned Ronald Reagan right, just trying to make sure, because I was reading kind of verbatim from that. <laughs> All right, there's, <laughs> better safe than sorry, though, right? That's true. Yeah, that is true. absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, coming up, <laughs> more on the Roth IRA. Uh, Going to quiz Mo on some other ways you can use Roth. What can you do with the Roth IRA? We'll find out when we continue with your finances. Untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com that's a relationship you can trust at cloudvestors you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy it's all about specific customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com we're back with your finances untangled with Mo Param of Cloudvestors. I do encourage you to visit that website, cloudvestors.com. And uh, Mo, I, I I know we've talked about this before, but for regular listeners of the podcast or, or of the podcast or someone who's just stumbled upon it, if they'd like to learn more and reach out to one of you there, and and they are humans, what's the process there? Just go to contact and start it. Yeah, go to contact and and, uh, and put your put your information in, like your name, email address, phone number, and one of our team members will reach out to you, and they'll ask questions about you know what what brought you to the you know what what are you looking for, what are some of the concerns that you that you're experiencing experiencing right now, so that way we can team you up with the right advisor. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the one of the best ways to reach out to us. Cloudvestors is a fiduciary firm. It is a human you work with, but they it was born out of the need uh, to maintain that client relationship from their brick and mortar, more traditional uh, firm for clients who move away. And so I think it was a great model that was born from that cloudvestors.com. And you can find out more because they're helping many people in all stages of their financial lives with the right strategies for them. Is Roth IRA right for you? That's what we're looking at. And um, we've already talked a lot about Roth IRA, but I know, and, and I know you kind of positioned it as something to really look at as a retirement vehicle, and it's a good, good strong retirement vehicle, too. What other ways can you use a Roth IRA? 
You know, well, uh, you know, one way that you can use it is for education. So uh, we do have some clients that want to plan for their kids' education, but they want to – the traditional way that most people will say for a, their child's education is using like a 529 plan, which are uh, retirement uh, – retirement accounts, sorry, education accounts that you uh, invest in. And as long as you use the account for qualified uh, education costs, uh, the, the account – is tax-free as far as the the growth is concerned but what happens if your kid doesn't go to college right, right? or 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 he has full scholarships and uh or goes to a community college or a less expensive college, whatever it is right but you don't have to literally utilize that entire account well you can use a roth ira in some aspects because remember you can use you can take your contributions out tax-free and penalty-free so we have some clients that are using their Roth IRAs as a another hedge, right? Another hedge for their kids' educations, because if their kid goes to school um, with the 529, with you know just regular cash flow, and with scholarships, but also the back pocket, they have access to their contributions to the Roth IRA that they can use uh, for education educational purposes for the kids. And okay, so. A couple of, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does. It really does. And because not everybody lives that perfect cookie cutter life. I and mean, it's great that it's things like this available for those. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. everybody lives the perfect, you know, you get from point A to point B this way kind of life. I like that there are other options for people. You can gift, you can, what's a spousal Roth IRA? So a spousal Roth IRA so you have to have earned income to contribute to an IRA, uh, whether it's traditional or Roth. So meaning that you have to basically have wages, whether you're self-employed, um, uh, salaried employee, whatever it is. You just have to have earned income to contribute to an IRA. Well, a spousal IRA, if your spouse is not working, not generating it, well, just generated income, right? Uh, they can utilize and 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 hop on your your status as being a wage earner and you can open up a, a, an account for them. So if my wife wasn't, uh, was a, was a homemaker, stay at home mother, didn't have any earned income, but I do, I can open up a Roth IRA for her, assuming that, you know, my income fits the same, uh, the income limits. I can open up a Roth IRA for her. And now what she's doing is she's utilizing my work status to open up the account. Okay. Yeah. Well, much like you can do for your kids then. Yeah, yeah. What most people don't know is you can open up a Roth IRA for kids. You don't have to be an, an, an adult to have a Roth IRA. So we have, you have to have, again, earned income. So we have some clients that own their own businesses and they have their kids on payroll. I mean, even as young as like three years old, you know, they're on payroll. You were telling me that I'm trying to think just how much that is going to grow. Oh my gosh. Over yeah. their life, yeah. I mean, think about it. if you if you started at three and you and you were to fund the the max six grand. Child is thirty years old, right? So that's twenty seven years of six thousand compounding over time. I mean, that's huge, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's that's the gift that keeps on giving. That's right the there. gift that keeps on giving. So you don't have to be self employed. You don't have to put your kids on payroll. I mean, we have. You know, you know, you have kids that are working at uh, fast food restaurants, working at car washes. Yeah, right, uh, and, right. And they have earned income, and but it's you don't earned. know what to do with it, right? So you can open up a Roth nice. IRA for them. Now, let me ask you this. 
there's a limit on if you make a certain amount, you cannot contribute to a Roth. Is that correct? Okay. That's right. So, but you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you can't. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the income limit. So for in 2022, if you're married filing jointly, um, you can put uh, 20. If you if you make over if you make 204,000 and under, then you can contribute the full amount to a Roth IRA. Uh, married filing separately. The government hates people who are married filing separately, so I won't even go there. Yeah. But if you're single, health, single ahead of household, uh, it's like 129000 If you make th- less than that, then you can contribute the full amount. It starts to phase out after a certain point, but if you're single, if you make over 144000 you can't contribute to directly into a Roth. And if you're married filing jointly, uh, I think it's like two fourteen. If you make over two fourteen as a household, right, married okay. filing jointly. You can't contribute directly to a Roth. So you can't contribute, but you can do a backdoor conversion. You can do a backdoor conversion. So essentially a backdoor conversion is you fund money into a traditional IRA, and then you just change that traditional IRA. You convert it from a traditional to a Roth. That conversion, you pay the taxes, um, and and then now that account is now a Roth. And now... That, that kind of leads us to our final story here, uh, and that involves Peter Thiel. Could you share that story with us? Good old Peter Thiel. Good old so, Peter Thiel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Peter Thiel is a, well, he was a former uh, co-founder of PayPal. Mm-hmm. And when PayPal, no one knew who PayPal was, didn't know anything about PayPal, uh, he had a he had a Roth IRA, but I think at that point, this is like in 1999 or something of that sort. He had like two grand inside a Roth IRA. Well, he purchased shares of PayPal for I believe it's like a hundredth of one cent, and that those stocks grew to over three billion dollars in value. Good gracious, he bought them for a, a, hun- a, hundredth, <laughs> a hundredth of a cent of a share a share. Hundreds of a cent a share, and and a few, in three years, literally three years, um, those th- those shares turned into three billion dollars. Okay, and and, and then tw- at wow. the end of twenty nineteen, he had about five billion dollars in his Roth IRA. In his Roth, a in five billion, meaning <laughs> that that five billion dollars, no taxes would be paid on that. Correct? Uh, zero taxes. Zero taxes. Zero tax. Is that the story? Because I've heard a story of someone, and it's got to be him, that uh, it's getting a, it's really caught the attention of, of many in Congress going, oh, let's take a look at this Roth thing here. Yeah. I mean, have you heard that? Because, yeah. Because right before, you know, right before you asked me about Peter Thiel, you saw the income limits, right? And so these income limits have gone up slightly, you know, uh, every few years or so. But essentially, the government kind of puts limits on who, can contribute to a directly into a Roth IRA. Yeah. And one of the things is income, right? So even a married filing, a couple married filing jointly, we're not talking 400, 500, a million dollars. We're talking low 200,000, right, right? Right. Which is barely middle class at this point, right? Yeah. Um, but we, now you have Peter Thiel, who, you know. <laughs> 
you know, who has more money than some countries. Has more money than some countries, right? You know, has five billion dollars in a Roth IRA, and it's not as if he cheated the system. It's no, he did it legitimately, goal. from what I understand. You know. Yeah, he was a co-founder of a company and bought it, bought shares of the company for a a ridiculous low price. That, <laughs> and you know, three years later, oh this, my goodness, that company, which he happened, which he happened to co-found, was. You know, his shares were worth $3 billion. Well, I hope Roths, and I'm not suggesting they would go away, but I hope they don't because, I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely good tools to have in your tool belt. Yeah, you know, I, I think about it as education, right? And this is why we do this podcast is to educate, right? And sometimes um, those with access are a little more educated, and, this, and not in a bad way, but you just have access. They yeah. have resources. They know the rules. Uh, they know they know what's out there. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so that's why we do this podcast is to educate. So yeah, I hope they don't get rid of it. Uh, I hope they don't ruin it. I think it's I a great powerful yeah. tool uh, if used correctly. We, we talked about all the different ways you can use it in today's podcast. Mm-hmm. So again, not saying that the Roth the Roth IRA is great for everyone. It was definitely great for Peter Thiel. But it may not be <laughs> great for forever. <laughs> it worked for him. But uh, you just want to weigh it out, right? You could see the pros. Uh, uh, I laid out a lot of the pros. You can think about some cons, but uh, it, it's just options, right? And that's what planning is all about, is looking at the options that are available to you and seeing if they if they play a role in your overall financial plan. So good stuff, Mo. You keep us informed, and thank you. Thank you for doing that. I enjoy uh, this. Yeah. Yeah, thank me too. Yeah. I always enjoy it. I never know what you're going to say. So I always enjoy it. Be sure to like and share. And thank you for being with us. And Mo is committed to continuing to provide this information on this show. And, you know, he said one thing, and I want to close with this. He said, Roth may or may not be right for everyone. You don't know until you meet with someone who does this and knows the strategies. So, again, the first step is to go to cloudvestors.com. Why not? Try it out. See what you think. They're great. They're a fiduciary firm, and they can be with you through your financial life. Thank you for joining us with Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Piram and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.